0: It's Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show with Zach and the Professor on 107.9. Good afternoon, everybody. and Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 107.9. And we're really giving you guys a treat for you uh, Facebook folks. For a second straight day, you don't have to see Tony. So we are uh, appreciative of having – we got. We have to book more guests. Well, That's just the way that works.
1: We've got a true 18-percenter over here. We've got a guy that, <laughs> about
2: that Really? One percent
1: idiot. No, well, no, no. He just gave us a stat. I love coaches Not and their confirmed. stats.
2: Not a confirmed stat. Oh, okay. So I didn't hear it, so I had the headphones Somebody on. Somebody passed it off to me. Yeah, uh,
1: coaches tell us, and you're ignoring him. I'm not ignoring and, uh, him. Uh, I have headphones on. Well, so you're on? used to ignoring whoever sits in that chair, oh so you just do what you usually do. But it's what everybody does. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he was saying that uh, someone had given you a stat that 82% of high school coaches never get past the second round in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, that's right. 82% never. That's never. Hoover said, and he was asking me questions yeah. about football and just – Things, records, what's your overall record? I don't don't even know what it is. And he said, well, yeah, I got a stat for you, and you can confirm it if you need to. And he just said 82% of all head football coaches in the state of Texas never make it past the second round.
0: Never make it past the second round. So I get Uh a win but not past the second. All right, wow. That's that's believable. Yeah, I believe that one. I
1: believe it. Even – and I hate to use this term because i got a coaching room with me. Even with the split divisions, what I consider somewhat – watered down compared to when i was growing up but
2: i I mean i played in the single when it was just there was nothing split so i mean i i've been through time i've been not making it eight and two been there yeah uh even when i was at white oak and it was not split at the time we're sitting at a playoff win versus jefferson going into week 10 and we're sitting at seven and two and they're sitting at seven and two and somebody's staying home with some good football teams. I mean, Jerry Bennett was at uh, Jefferson still at the time. We had D.A. at Troop, and we had Andy Evans at Tatum. It was a collective group of just legends. I learned a ton. Yeah. But somebody's going to stay home. See, I, from a fan standpoint, I like two teams. That
1: was my favorite because – Yeah. I think three is
2: a good number.
1: In opinion. Yeah. If if you give the, uh, the district champion a bye, I don't have a problem with three. Yeah, sure. I like that, but I remember when it was the two teams. I lived near the Metroplex in and around the Metroplex, yeah. and by District week was great. You right. could go see some oh, yeah.
2: amazing by district. If I was in Dallas this weekend, I don't know if I'd go see a ball game. My uh, senior year, or excuse me, my junior year in high school, our district, um, the top five, four of them were in our district. I mean, we, it was a, just a loaded district. Yikes. We were low is a loaded district. Um, and we don't make the playoffs at 7-3. and three. Lost to Louisville, lost to Flower Mound, Marcus. Staying home. Staying home. Yeah, I'm going to have to I, – I, I don't know who the reporter is, but I'm having to check this now. I am too. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm eight, really that's curious. A, that's a, that's big, number. That is a number. big number. a big number. a Because there's a lot well, there's of – there, a, a, there is a website that you can check every school's playoff right. records. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how – there's some inaccuracies in it. Minute, but some. Um, I'm curious. You're talking about Texas history, Texas football yeah. history? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: that all the time. I'm like, when he Coach, told me that,
1: think of how many coaches never have a winning record. There are guys that never have a winning record, and they don't typically, a lot of them get a
2: second chance at a second school. Well, that was the reporter's uh, – he was trying to be complimentary, and he said, Coach, just – I'm saying this to tell you to realize how hard it is to actually win. How many guys have come through a, a program, wherever it might be, and not won very much. Let alone a playoff game or two. I mean, it's 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 like we were at my early on in my career. I was at LD Bell, um, and in the 80s, LD Bell was kind of the yeah, place to rolling. be in the Metroplex. And then, as money moved and people moved, uh, it kind of changed a lot of scenery. Have not won a playoff game since '89.
1: Isn't that crazy? As good as they were, Are you
2: kidding? Have not won wow. a not. Not one, but A, zero. See, that lends us back to the 82 then.
0: Now you make me think, oh, maybe that's
2: true. And they've been through six head coaches. We were there. We lost on the last play of the game to Cedar Hill, heartbreaker, and on the last play of the game to Hebron. Haven't won a playoff game. And that was a tradition to program. (laughs) And you can go down a list of other places that are similar. That's crazy. Uh, by the way, I don't think we
0: introduced him. Jerry Stanford's with you us. You don't need internet. to. Well, He's, you do. I mean, people see him. That's one thing. on radio. It's the, the
1: we promoted him. His is well, on the true. Facebook. <laughs> is, is it really? Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's on the Facebook right yeah, okay. here. You can
0: look up there and see. For the, for the radio folks, Jerry Stanford's with us. The uh, head coach, athletic director over at Texas High, who uh, has playoff game tomorrow. The uh, the by district round starts tonight with uh, some of the schools. Tomorrow night, it's Texas High's turn. They get a first round home game which is always you know that's the reward at the end of the uh, the end of the rainbow if you're playing a district schedule like you guys have and, and managed to get yourself a district championship on the last
2: Friday of the year and we'll take that We'll take it. Uh, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy. Um, kind of got it in a unique way and got some help from a rival. But uh, we'll take the help as much as it is this time of year. You take any gold ball you can get.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. It's it's hard. No slam on, on anybody. It's hard to be the district champion when you lost to a 1-9 in nine team.
2: Because that's Nacogdoches. Yeah. And I know they played you guys tough. You know, it's Nacogdoches is such a unique place because body for body, when you line up, and they line up, it, it looks the part, and they, they look yeah. the part, and and playing a home game down there, it's it's a nightmare. It's we call it a sleepy drive. Yeah. It is a sleepy yeah. sleepy drive on the way to Nacogdoches. You're in this, the room we're sitting in right now is bigger than the locker room they put us in <laughs> with eighty varsity football oh players. <laughs> like you're sitting there in this room, you, we can't fit the offensive line in this room. So you've been on a bus for over three hours, bumpy roads, can't sleep, staring at trees and hogs and deer. When you get in this locker room you can't even get comfortable to relax before the game and then it's quiet it's dark if we did this down there. Well, here's what's crazy two years ago we go down there the score is almost mirror image what is mirror image is to play sequence of calls to win it really same direction your same place <laughs> you're like dusty baker you got a formula just stick with it don't change it up we got to the end we're going to stick behind the o-line we're going to run the same yeah. sequence we went we went pin pull power power pin pull for the touchdown did you
0: realize it at the time or did you come back after i know the
2: touchdown enough? or fully the, the whole fully, the, the whole sequence the we fully knew where we were going really but the, the touchdown particularly we went, we're going to do this the same thing we did before
0: it's got to piss off some coaches at neck realizing you guys did the Jeez. same thing to us again. We just a sleepy drive.
1: <laughs> we had a moment of deja <laughs> vu down in Nacogdoches. They're like,
0: "Jeez." Yeah, back to the locker room. Now yeah, we're in probably what about a fifteen by fifteen, maybe twelve um, t- by it's twelve. It's tiny. Something. You yeah. can't get them in there. Uh-huh. So how do you do it?
2: How do you get them dressed? Can we bring chairs.
1: No, they got what? shot. Oh, chairs! A shot. No, 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 no,
2: no, 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 no. We go to the concession stands and go in the dressing room. Not dressing rooms, restrooms. So we'll send them by piece by piece over to the restrooms. We'll send someone to the bus. They'll dress on the bus. we so got oh no shower area. There's a shower area, but, it, it, I mean, it's small. I mean, you,
1: you couldn't fit a cow in there. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember going to Sherman back in the day,
2: and Sherman Worse. had. Bennett's, Sherman hasn't changed.
1: Sherman's had the four heads. Still there. On one post in the middle, it had four heads. This didn't have four kind. heads.
2: We played at Sherman five years ago here and in, in a slop of a rain fest and that thing just holds water yeah it's it's in a floodplain well
1: it's a wpa project it's It's literally a
2: a wpa project floodplain we we, before the games ever started we couldn't walk in the locker room (laughs) oh my god but we couldn't sit outside (laughs) sewage is just running through the locker Uh. room i mean stinks literal sewage is coming up the drain pipes all throughout the locker room and it's already small yeah and you can't you can't and you can't get away from it because you're in the pouring rain it was a miserable night well, so you send them You send them
0: home stinking, then too.
1: We didn't, sure. didn't, there's we no, no shower. shower. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're on the bus together. Yeah, drive home from Sherman. Two hours. Have two some half, of that. Two and a half hours.
2: M- glad you're not doing that anymore. Miserable. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: miserable. <laughs> rather go to Nacogdoches,
2: wouldn't you? you <laughs> uh, uh, <kinda> <laughs> I go to <laughs> <Nacogdoches>. <laughs> See, I found a place you'd rather go to Nacogdoches. At least they got turf in Nacogdoches. <laughs> <laughs> and no sewage. Nah. it's at least above ground.
0: So walk me through the last the last week worth of of games here for you. Obviously, you said you. Had to have a little help, but yeah. you got your win first.
2: Yeah, tough game. Um, and, and as a staff in our meetings, we talked about it all week. Is Pine Tree, um, they made some personnel changes about three weeks ago, and, and it really benefited them where they were playing their best football. You look at the scores from where they were about week four or five to where they were week six, seven, and it's two different teams. And they're starting a very, very young group where they had – five or six sophomores on offense and five or six sophomores on defense with a probably within our district pound for pound the most it was by far the most talented defensive line we'd seen um and our offensive line is our strength right now when it comes to what where we're having success and so went down there it was on senior night tough game we started out pretty well um jumped out to a quick lead it was our defense's best performance of the year really Um, we were able to kind of get behind them offense really struggled uh we didn't struggle to move the ball we struggled to finish drives uh just we were one two three four five six punt mm-hmm. and really couldn't extend drives and couldn't make the big play and had some drops and had some miscues and just some things here but defensively played really really well is what won us and we were able to put it away in the end
0: pine tree's got a big big defensive lineman don't they big we we were in longview two weeks ago and
2: well they've got t- so the re- here's the crazy part though everybody talks about dalen and dalen's committed to a&m he's a junior but the kid next to him the reddit kid's bigger than he is and faster uh. um i mean dalen's six foot five right. 290 the reddit kid is all of six five and at least 280 minimal and then they got two other defensive ends that can really play one just came off the injury hadn't played all year long he had broke his leg versus uh gilmer in the scrimmage and so our game was his first game back and he, he made a difference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll say that. So watch for Pine Tree next
2: year. Is yeah, we've been a good group. They've yeah. done a good job. New staff. Some really good guys on that staff doing a really good job.
0: All right, so you take care of your business. Yeah. Now you turn to watching Marshall and White House. You know, what's crazy is we already knew. Well, uh we well, knew they, they, they
2: finished first. We scored with about a minute and a half to go. Okay. And one of our receivers comes over and goes, hey, we're district champs. And I said, you're a lot Shut up. And it's as a kid that plays around all the time. He right. goes, "No, coach, I'm serious. We're district champs. It's already over." And so I'd had a couple of friends of mine on the sideline keeping up with it. Right. um Doctor Wiggins was one of them, and Doctor Mitchell was the other one. And I said, "Check it." And it wasn't over yet, but it was pretty. The score, it was pretty much yeah, over. Yeah. And so we knew. And so we kick it off, and all of a sudden it gets kind of tight. They go down and score with. About 40 seconds to go still in the game, and we had two timeouts still. And so I burned a timeout on uh, knowing it was coming off with their, the onside kick, right. and uh, kids did a good job. We covered the onside kick. We take a knee in district champs.
0: All right. So now you, you asked the question yesterday. I'm going to let you ask it again today.
1: Yeah. Do you just do you carry trophies with you everywhere you go, or do you have an engraver with you, or if you'd end up coaching, are yeah. you just going to put some trainer's tape on there and put CO on? So
2: here. So I'll give you the whole story on this. So when we played White House, not knowing knowing if we won it, your district, nobody too. could knock us off. Yeah. So literally, as I'm walking down to go to the bus. I grab a trophy out of the trophy case and i believe it was a 2003 trophy i grab a pocket knife out of my pocket i pop off the front plate and so it's a gold ball on a stand nobody's gonna know they're gonna take pictures with it and then we'll get the real one and so that was that week so last week pine trees what we call our district chair they're in charge of the rules regulations making sure things go the way they go and so the last two years previously we've never had a district trophy unless we bought it for ourselves on site uil provides one for each school that wins it we've never had one and we didn't get it honestly till track season from the district that's the first time we really ever saw the real trophy and so it just so happened we were playing pine tree they're the district chair their athletic director happens to be there and so as we're walking through the line we break out we pray talk and uh he walked up to me and he goes hey here's your trophy and i went oh appreciate it nice got it and just hand it around and so it was the actual uil district he happened yeah because it, it looked
1: like the official triangle
0: it was. piece of wood no it was they had it there
1: i just figured coach you had an engraver with you whatever
0: man i'd take one like the stanley cup start yeah. putting your name right on it right away yeah yeah <clears throat> very nice it was good good time i people say it's all about state but, you know, we, we constantly talk to coaches and they say, you know what,
2: that district championship means a hell of a lot. Yeah, particularly to community. Yep. So let, let's put things into perspective a little bit. I think we get so hung up on the, the, the state championship part. Obviously, that's the goal. Yeah. Now, our goal, we have four. Win district, win the first round, practice on Thanksgiving, win a state championship. Those aren't changing. That, that's the goal right. every year within a community if you're doing it the right way for the most part in in, in all facets the kids you got are the kids you got obviously we live in the portal world now so things (laughs) do move around (laughs) okay but the kids you've got in a community the kids you've got and so the realities of state championships i mean even you talk about the west lakes i mean look at lake travis they were out in the first round last year traditional places that you're going to lose at times most of the time it's Jimmy's and joes i mean it's the talent you got is the talent you got in some years it's like we were last year and we're 13 and one and we're making a run at this whole thing and this year we're eight and two and who knows what's going to happen yeah. but i don't think we can uh, kids are so fickle these days you, you use recruiting as the example um or state championships as the example it can't be the end-all be-all it's a failure if you don't right no different than if you don't make division one football you're a failure it can't be that way you get the most out of what you got
0: and we live in a social media world where it's it is that way it's stupid yeah it, it is that
2: way they set as, kids up for failure
0: as hard as you fight to get kids to understand these successes matter yep. and not everybody's going to get that last success at the end but that didn't mean it was a failure everybody on the outside of your place is telling you oh, it's, if it's not that then it was a bad year yeah, it's, cool. it is it's it's ridiculous and you but, can't live up to it. No. One school in each division is going to get to live up to it. Absolutely. All the rest are failures? That's not right. Need to change our gene
2: pool. Yeah, all right. Need better genetics. Well, and it's funny
1: right. you bring that up, because yesterday you guys had a signing day, yeah. which is a big deal. And it's Absolutely. great for the family. Absolutely. But if you don't do that, then the kids are going to be, well, like, down the street. Sure. They're having
2: a signing day. Yeah. And so you kind of have to feed that beast some yourself. We love feeding the beast. We love when kids commit to go to college we don't care what size and that's the thing that people get hung up on so often is well who wants to go to Washita baptist i'll tell you this right now my kid does on yeah. a full scholarship no kidding or any sure. type to help financially no kidding. and so let's not get hung up on the size of it and so our signing days we're going to put on stage every d3 every juco in we don't care if you've done enough and you want to go play we're going to find you a place to play I don't care what the size is. As long as you're willing to travel, we'll find you a place. If you've done your part, we'll do our part, and then, man, let's celebrate it.
0: And by the way, it's congratulations, Marley Bledsoe, on that one. That's huge. On yeah, you bring
2: up Washington. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, we had two South with Watchtale. We had a cross-country runner. Well, in that's right. right. That's Young true. lady running cross-country. Yeah, absolutely. What a great school to go to. I mean, yeah. what no, a great kidding. place to
0: go. You, you, if you want to recruit, how about this Saturday? Go to the Battle of the Ravine. I saw that. Yeah, 95th edition yeah. this year. That's not a bad
2: recruiting tool. I think Washington might win this one. Well, they've a, won a few,
0: haven't they? They're like five yeah. in a row. I think that kid from
2: PG continues to have pretty good nope. career. He's getting. had, he's had uh, a great year. They've got a good team.
0: We're going to take a break. We'll come back 18 minutes after five. Jerry Stanford's in here. You hanging around? Yeah. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor here on the fan 1079. We'll come right back. <music> Long instead of Tigers. This is a team on paper, doesn't look all that.
2: Yeah, you know, early on, uh, I think they're trying to find their identity, their first five games. And those were, their first five games of the year were probably some of their toughest five games of the year. Um, They really, at their open week, changed where they threw out a bunch of things they were trying to accomplish really narrowed down the scope of what they wanted to do and simplified on both sides of the ball what they were doing. And for that, they went four and one their last five games. I think they're playing their best football. And they're in the wing tee, a little bit multiple, but not a lot, but are very, very simple with what they do, but very effective with what they do. Um, And have good players to do it with. Offensive line averages about 285. Uh, Big offensive line, physical. uh, Two running backs that are very gifted. Um, defensively they've uh, done a really good job the last couple of weeks holding people to single digits uh, just playing real sound physical football and so I think that's the kind of game it's going to be I think it's going to be a real physical game see who breaks first
0: Yeah, we always, we always talk about assignment kind of things is this one of those assignment weeks like you got to stay in your spot this week you can't be I don't know what Terrell's doing I don't yeah, know yeah. if they're very ball effective about it. I'm trying they're to not, misdirect not a, you not or, really a
2: hide the ball type situation okay. but more of can you get lined up and can you match us physically. Yeah. Okay. Um and, and they throw it just enough. Yeah. where your safeties are so concerned and their eyes are so right here. Um they'll put you in a bind and they've got the athletes to do it with. And and we've talked all year long.
0: The, the secondary has been tough this year. If, you, if you're if you going to bite on stuff coming up, you're going to get burned deep. And this yeah. may be the kind of team that two or three times tomorrow night sets you up for that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're going to take their shots against us, I mean, as everybody else has. I mean, uh, We've got to play better there and be more disciplined back there. And like I told the kids, no time like now to do it. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: I'm curious, I was talking about one of your assistant coaches today, you negotiate Place well this year. This week, it's you didn't have to worry about Your it. Here. Sure. Officials, mm-hmm. you got a seven man crew this week. Mm-hmm. Is that the
2: given now? I like Biden a seven district? man crew. Uh, uh-huh. We use a seven man crew all year. Yeah, I like a seven man crew from a communications standpoint. Um, the stats vary. Uh, the, the The consensus is with the seven man crew. There's actually less penalties called. That's pretty much the stat line that everybody sees. College all the way down is with five, there's more penalties because they have to see more. So they tend to make more up that they think they saw instead of actually saw. Where within a seven-man crew, they're they're designated, these are the things you're looking at. And so you don't get as many fabricated calls. From
1: a mechanical standpoint, you know, having watched a lot of wing team when we used to call PG, those ends like to hook you know, the defenders at times. When you don't have to have your wing official responsibility to turn and go on on sweeps and things, it gives you a lot more opportunity to to watch that play there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Do do
2: you think a seven-man crew helps in that respect? Yeah, I do. I think it does. You know, what's really unique is uh, different chapters, and so every region of the state has a couple chapters. We've got Dallas chapter, Fort Worth chapter. We've got East Texas chapter, Tyler chapter. And then within those chapters, the crews this is my 24th year of coaching 13 i think of a head coach you get to know crews and so you get to know how they operate and communicate and man people ask me, what are you talking to them about are you just yelling them not most of the time it's honestly just a conversation because i've known these guys now for 10 13 years a lot of them we just got to know each other and we're comfortable and so but what is unique is different like so like tyler for instance they're not going to call anything. You can yell and scream all you want to. You can be mad. You can holler. Fans can boo. They're not going to call anything. And if you look at the past, historically, the last five to ten years of state championship games, Tyler's calling a bunch of them. Nobody wants penalties thrown in the playoffs. They want to let the kids play. Right. And so you start to figure out these relationships. And so game-by-game game basis, as we're picking officials and have choices, based on what we think we need we're picking different crews based on how we think they call a game
1: which is basketball we you, you split officials a yeah, lot, you, got yeah? It, you got it you yeah. got yeah but in football you kind of get to go with the full crew which i think is better i do too
0: you brought up officiating two weeks ago <laughs> obviously this town and I don't and we're not dragging you into a conversation yeah. about talking about officiating yeah. obviously but two weeks ago this town got all ate up about a call in particular in your game about a, a fourth down pass that was or was not inbounds or out of bounds yeah. um, and, and I don't know what you saw if you had a chance to see it <laughs> well, we weren't obviously at your game we got the 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 Facebook sends that were out there for showing the clip and I couldn't tell I mean I looked at it a dozen yeah. times and I couldn't tell clear enough at least not on the sideline one another one in the end zone a little different look but the sideline one uh, do you see enough to even even be able to say anything about that player or did you not see it yeah well so
2: like that crew for instance I've known the, that crew for a long time um, they do a ton of they do our long view scrimmage every year for mm-hmm. us known those guys for i mean 13 14 years now and so in in that case there were some questionable calls in the game it's human error look crap i mean the fourth down play we we had the kid sacked and wrapped up i mean two plays before that we drop a pick second quarter we fumble a snap when we're going to walk in the end zone i mean i I could go down a list of things where we made human error and so it's unfortunate like we told the kids is we're not blaming officials that ain't we we're not taking this easy road out right um we could have not put it in their hands now it's unfortunate it ended up in their hands and it was obviously we have different angles than everybody else with end zone shot wide tight angles they've got their angles and it was clear uh, the touchdown in the second quarter was obviously rolled on the ground yeah. and the, he didn't catch it no. no no question and in the fourth quarter neither foot was on the ground and he was about two yards short of the first down marker it happened and as the official called me later that night about 2 a.m as I we were still up watching film coach in so many words we messed it up yeah and you know what and i said brent man it happens yeah it's part of it
0: i'd rather have an official call me and say man we screw that up
2: rather than go into the mode of it is what it is yeah and then on thursday night we've got uh the umpire for that crew is doing our jv game and he just walked coach i'm embarrassed i I don't know what to say I'm, i'm sorry for your kids i'm sorry for your fans Sorry for you and your staff of how much y'all work. We messed it up, Coach, and I'm embarrassed. We've got to be better. Man, I don't – like I told you, I said, Tim, man, we've moved on. Yeah. we got to win this week. It happens. It's not going to be the last time it happens. My
1: worry, Coach, is this – we already struggle to get officials. shoot. They're way too old, many of them, because there's not people coming behind them Mm -hmm. like there should be. I think this is going to be one of the bad side effects of streaming because – you know, on Saturday and Sunday, we got all the angles oh, absolutely. and Zoom, and we mm-hmm. can do it. But, you know, while streaming
2: has some angles. Yeah. So let me give you two, two some other stats for you real quick. Um, so you take officials, and you talk about the age, and there, there is a huge age gap of not in the youth area and a lot of older. I'll take the older guys any day of the week yeah. right now. They're awesome. Right. But the coaching world's the same way. Across the state this year, there's 15% of staff were not filled completely. And that is fixing to continue to grow higher and higher. I could go into depth as to why. I mean, there's pretty – it's pretty
1: – Well, still out two or three reasons why you take that. So
2: let's first start with social media, obviously, and parents and what you're having to deal with. Um, a brand-new coach out of college is going to make fifty to $75,000 a year, depending on where they are. But 15 years into that, they're still only making fifty-five or 80000 So you're talking about a $5,000 increase. Right. They could go be selling – Insurance, half the amount of time, half the amount of stress, making double the amount of money. So you go back and take, how old are you, Tony? I'm 62. Okay. So you're the perfect age. So when I came into into coaching it, I was 20. That nucleus of your age is almost all retired. I'm at the point, I'm 45 and I'm the second, third oldest on my staff now at 45. But the nucleus that is 57 to 65 right now, there was a ton of coaches. I mean when i started interviewing at 20 you were just hoping to get an interview yeah. and it was suit and tie professional you're going to be grilled for an hour or two and you're going to, and you're well, just hoping to get it, if and you you a came age in the 70s and 80s government jobs were pretty good gig yeah absolutely and so that so you take your age group okay they're all just about retired and yep. it is a huge nucleus of our community of coaches So you go to the next age group of 55 to 45 which is mine i'm on kind of the back end of that right now the front end excuse me but there's a good nucleus particularly in that 50 to 55 50 to 55 there's a large nucleus that means they've only got about five years till retirement coming out of college right now the colleges of education do not get pushed anymore you're not seeing the colleges of education being flooded in fact a lot of colleges are getting rid of their colleges of education right not being pushed to go be a teacher or a coach and then you talk about the stress level the money the time the social media influences the parents you're dealing with kind of like officials is it worth it to a lot of these younger kids coming out who want immediate gratification they want to be a head coach yesterday and so they get into this business the young guys coming out the average like tenure is like two and a half years because in two and a half years they're not a coordinator they're not a head coach like i'm out of here i ain't doing this yeah I'm supposed to be the next Nick Saban. I mean, that's what they, they think. They're supposed to right. be calling plays immediately. They're supposed to be have. they all want a title. Every assistant coach, <laughs> i got to have a title. <laughs> well, You're a trash picker-upper. How about that? I mean, we can – you go – Is that club. a good recruiting tool for you when you tell them that? Steve Lineweaver, who was one of the best head coaches in the state for a long time, he, he told me this story when I became a head coach. He called me and said, man, I'm going to tell you the one thing that I learned. He said, every Saturday – when I was at Commerce, I filled the Coke machine. He said, I just did it because kids bought Cokes. He said, but a kid, one of my young coaches walked up to me, Coach, why are you filling the Coke machine? Don't we pay somebody to do that? He goes, let me tell you this, son. He said, I'm going to be the best Coke machine filler you've ever seen in your life. And why? Because it's part of what we do. And if it's picking up trash, it's because of what we do. And this younger generation we have a sign in our office that says if you can't pick up the trash you can't work here. You got to do those things. You got to do laundry. You got to take kids home. You got to pick kids up. You got to take care of kids grades. You've got to work with teachers. You I mean just keep going down the list. Have the job responsibilities changed dramatically? Yes. The the, the responsibility hasn't changed the amount of responsibility has right, changed. Right. The responsibilities have been the same. Parents don't parent as much anymore. Right. So the coach in a lot of cases, step in. Uh, we love working with parents. I mean, I've got some phenomenal parents that we work with, um, and the influences kids deal with today and time are just so different. I mean, it's they're dealing with a lot, so they it's divide and conquer. So we've got to step in and help. And so, but now it's just the uh, insurmountable amount of responsibility you've got to step in and fill the gap.
0: And you have less staff, and you have less people who want to do it, and there's more kids in programs, and it's just it keeps on changing. The dynamic makes it harder and harder. Absolutely,
2: yeah. I mean, I, people just don't understand how hard the coaches that we do have, and we've been fortunate to keep the nucleus of my coaches together since we've been here. Yeah, with without change, we wouldn't be able to have made it. They just they've stuck through it. The amount of work they go through. If people knew the true hours, and I don't mean watching film. I mean the phone calls you're taking at night and the phone calls you're getting in the morning to go pick up the kid at 5:30. If they just knew the gaps you've got to fill, yep. uh, they have no idea. Do young coaches know? No.
0: I mean they're they're asking for this job, clueless, expecting they're just gonna be on the field and they're gonna be in the locker room and they're. Gonna, but do they have any idea no. the the other 90% of that job that's not just on the field?
2: No. I mean it's just like laundry. Do you mean I gotta do laundry? Yeah. <laughs> then you gotta put it in the locker. <laughs> I mean, we're going to take care of our kids. We're going to feed them as much as we can. We're going to take them home, pick them up in the morning. We're going to go to every teacher's class Mondays and Wednesdays. And we're going to check and you're going to email and we're going to phone call and they're going to get sick of you, but if we don't, we're not going to have a team. So,
0: see, that's the class they need in college. Absolutely. That's that laundry class. There's that's no the doubt. one you need to be taking. I hated it. <laughs> we're going to take a break. Are you hanging around with us? Okay. All right, Jerry Stanford's in here with us, coach over at Texas High. The athletic director is getting ready for a first round playoff matchup with Tigers of Terrell tomorrow. We'll take a timeout. We're going to take a look at the uh, the rest of the uh, the bracket on his side. He's got uh, district opponents who have games. This weekend as well. Some of them tonight. So we'll take a look at those. When we come back, listen to Leave in the Yard. Zach and the Professor on The Fan 107.9. I see you're cleaning your rifle. Yeah, getting ready for deer season. Well, go to Miller Bowie Supply. They're the hunter's headquarters. Draw in the deer this season with rack Track. The roasted soybean and corn mix offers 16% protein, and it's just $14.75 at Miller Bowie Supply. Also, pick up Purina Antler Max deer pellets. With 20% protein, Purina Antler Max promotes great antler growth. You don't have to hunt for your hunting supplies. Visit Miller Bowie Supply, 1007 West 3rd in Texarkana. Everman and Siegelville yeah. Are, are are the other game they're actually playing tonight? They are. So they're you'll saying. know when when you get uh, home tonight. Well, yeah. not home from here, but home home. Yeah. Who you're playing next week? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you see either one of these as a little better than the other? Yeah. We I mean at all expectations is this thing will be over with at halftime. Really. Everyone will, will walk through this one. Everyone's a good football team. They're eight and two. Played some good opponents um, where they've fared well. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen them on film too much. Seen some highlights here and there. Um, but a good football team. Do you have somebody on staff that's looking out ahead? You're trying to stay week to week. Yeah, I'm usually focused. it's me. Oh, it's you. You're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, just conversations with head coaches. Right. Uh, you try to project things out because you're – yes, we have a weekly plan, and here's what it is, and so we've got a schedule that we're going to follow each week, and then I've got my own schedule that I'm going to follow for myself. And usually on Wednesday or Thursday, once the game plan is finalized, I can take a look at here's where we are. Right. We're going to install these things this week. But these are really not for this week. These are really for what's coming in two or three weeks, four weeks down the road. And so we keep a close eye ahead. It's obviously when you're more familiar, it's easier to do. Uh, A team like Everman, if we're fortunate enough to win and they're fortunate enough to win, that'll be some unfamiliar ground. And so peek ahead a little bit, get some things in this week as preparations there for Or just look, hey, they're a four down on defense. Terrell's in a four down on defense. Here's some things to consider as we're moving into this. Sure. So those type of ideas
0: your side of the bracket part two hallsville and Melissa mm-hmm. tomorrow night
2: Wilson and Ennis tonight that's going to be an interesting one right there. Uh, good friend of mine's a head coach at Woodrow Wilson and that's one that could be the upset okay uh, Woodrow it's a Wilson, five and
0: five Wilson team
2: playing really good yep. football right now played South Oak Cliff till the last series of the game last week lost 38 to 17 with their backup quarterback. Okay. And playing really, really good football. And we, Ennis um, has kind of been inconsistent all year. And so that game could go really, that could be one that people look up and go, oh, D-I-S-D won a first round game. Now it may not be, right, but right. I think Woodrow Wilson's got some good things going right now. White House, which
0: uh, finished, well, actually, what, third, third? in the district, mm-hmm. they get uh, second place Lovejoy. And then uh, Sock is at, uh, at uh, what well, Kincaid taking on Mansfield Summit. So that's up at the top part of the bracket. Summit's
2: not a bad team. As I said, I'm curious about Summit. So Everman beat Summit a couple weeks ago. I think I think it was 34-14, 31-14, right around there. Okay, Summit's not a bad team, not at all. I mean, they've been really successful. But this year, the better
1: Mansell team is Timberview.
2: Arguably, arguably Timberview or Summit. Um, So all expectations are next week that it would be. Lovejoy and Sock in okay. the second round. We're pulling for White House and sure. with to win. I think Melissa's playing the best out of all teams right there right now. Um, they, defensively, they've just got a lot of good pieces and are playing really, really sound football right now. They beat Lovejoy last week. Lovejoy's putting up over 55 points a game. At times, giving up some points. I think they lost 62-61 to 61 to Argyle, 55-52, something like that to Argyle.
0: A crazy game. You, you throw out Argyle. Mm-hmm. They've made the jump from four to five this year. Easy jump. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> ten, ten and zero. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> ten and zero oh so far in the in the yeah. state. They're opening the playoffs uh, uh, at home. They got a home game tomorrow night. Uh, I we saw them at four A forever. Yeah, and hate them. Just sure. because they're always good at everything, right. and they're the they're the kid
2: you hate. Yep. Here they are at five a. Now are you surprised no. or they, nothing? Like Tony said, growing. Yeah. I Numbers. mean, the, their population. They're going to be six a next time. Ugh. I mean, so it's they're going to keep growing, and you know they've got a ton of success, and it's there. Uh, they've got nothing against Argyle or anybody on that side of the bracket, but Region One is where you want to be. Yeah. Like yeah. if you were picking a region, you're going to pick one or four. I mean, that's where you want to be. And so they go region one, and Grapevine um, is really the only team in there that kind of played them close early in the year, and and Grapevine maybe can do something there. That's probably the only team that'll give them any type of game in that region.
0: Are they good enough to win state? Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah they're so good. They're, here's the thing. We've said this all along, and it's but O line and D the O line and D line win games at the five A and six A level, particularly championships. If you take our instance, even last year in the quarterfinals with um crosby it was a defensive driven game particularly up front and their d-line was better than our o-line and our d-line was better than their o-line and it was a 14 to 7 game and you go to the next week when um liberty hill and sock play finals like 21 17 or something it was a defensive and offensive line driven game and if you've got them you look at westlake and guyer in the years you got o-line d-line that's what wins games
1: Longview's got Crosby this week
2: what what do you see there you know Crosby's a little different they've got the quarterback back from last year but they graduated like 10 out of the 11 on defense I believe Um, I don't see any issues for Longview there at all Uh, Coach King and I have talked a little bit uh, back and forth of things that we've seen for them now the last couple years um Coach King's concerned <laughs> as we all are but I just from what I know about what they lost and what they've got back and having to scrimmage Longview and they're playing really good football right now in Longview they're just consistent right now yeah. hit a little bump in the middle of the road just some, as far as things we see that we, you know Coach King wanted to get fixed and got them fixed and yeah. uh, good team right there
0: yeah they are they're so solid we got a chance they're, we're lucky to get to watch them and they just don't play. have any places that you look at and go oh they're weak here Yeah, yeah they're, they're a little light on the defensive line Other than and we've said that all year long other than that you yeah. can't see anything.
2: They can run like the wind. Ugh. They're long, um, just violently sound. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and so,
0: good and, ball club. And they stopped making mistakes. Last year, they made tons of yeah. really bad personal foul penalty mistakes. They're not doing those yeah. this year. They, they clean that mess up. Yeah. Uh, Marshall got Crandall. We were, we were looking at Crandall That's for you game. guys, it looked like yeah, till the so end. We, then, uh,
2: we watched a bunch of film on Crandall. Um, that, that's a good game. Marshall's got a real chance right there. Okay, that Marshall's playing really good football right now. I think ever since our game, and I thought that, I think they played good football in our game, particularly on offense. Mm-hmm. But they're playing really fundamentally sound football right now. So
0: if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me I, of of my district, I think these guys come up with a win this time.
2: I'd like to say us and Marshall. Okay, I think those are the two best chances. Mm-hmm. I think they're fifty fifty for both. I yeah. think uh, it's like we told the kids today: two things have got to happen. We got to have great effort. And you got to execute even when we lost a white house band we had great effort all night we didn't execute at times no. and in the playoffs whether you're first seed or fourth seed you got to execute there is no room for error at this point
0: but yeah what, what's it harder to get effort or execution
2: execution is it you, you can so give effort you anybody can give effort lack of ability right it doesn't matter your ability but to be able to execute you've got to have ability to start off with i mean you can go out there and be the best blocker you want to be but if you ain't any good you just ain't any good it don't matter <laughs> And so uh, execution is the thing that takes focus, that takes understanding, and that takes really to be able to react to things that are not what you've seen before. That's the high school kid. Need a cell phone to tell them. 7
1: or (laughs) 7.30 tomorrow?
0: 7.30. (laughs) 7.30, Chicago. Gates open what time? 6? 5.30. 5.30. You can get there early. It's going to be wet tomorrow, it looks like. Are you looking forward to another rainy day?
2: Man, just happy to be playing again. Uh, Happy to be at home again. I'm glad for our seniors. It's kind of a deal where we talked about it, man. We hadn't... I, people talk about the things and streaks and whatnot and losing a district streak and a home winning streak and so I'm happy for our seniors though, a little redemption there you
0: made a good decision last week to move that game out of Friday
2: Who, no doubt that was a mess that was a mess Ugh. I was not going to come back on Saturday
0: no no no, no you don't want to do Saturday mm-hmm. alright we're going to take a last time out you sticking or you going
2: I'm going to go i got to okay. pick up a daughter and get her to cheer you practice. better do that
0: we don't want your daughter to miss cheer Jerry Stanford with us best of luck tomorrow thank y'all and um We're going to take a quick time out. We'll come right back. Since it's the uh, Thursday version of the show, it means Picks of Righteousness. We'll do that next. Here on Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor. Here on The Fan, (laughs) 1079.
2: Righteous, we gon' pick who we want. Yes, we will. We don't care if you like it. It's not about the punch spread or what the papers say.
1: Y'all tune in to the picks of righteousness. Oh my goodness! Every Thursday, yeah, every Thursday.
0: EJ Matthews in the house. Picks of Righteousness theme song here on Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079. It is the Thursday version of the show, which means as we do each Thursday during the college football season, we bring you Picks of Righteousness. Which are
1: based on our personal preference of who we want to win the Dane college games, not on who we predict to win. Do not go out and bet on our whims and whimsy. No, do it. No, 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 no. Do
0: it. I want to see how. It works. I want to not see that. if our righteousness actually has some financial value. Can we turn this into some kind of money making opportunity?
1: I don't think so. Darn. I think you're going to lose your money. Darn. You pick on our likes well, no, and dislikes.
0: No. I'm not losing my money over, it, but I'm telling you folks out oh, there, well, yeah. you may want to just try it one time. Yeah, try. It. Just see what happens. Take some
1: notes here over the next few minutes. Yes, because they're going to come fast and furious. They are. Yeah, because we usually wait to about. Half dozen minutes left in the broadcast to do this. Yeah,
0: but we're a little late, aren't we? <laughs> uh, by the way, tomorrow on uh, Kirk and Company. Billy Lavender. That's all that's I all need, you need say. to say. Yeah, Billy, Billy Lavender. Billy's show tomorrow. All right, away we go. Let's start with uh, the University of Texas, number 18 in the country, playing host to the Little Frogs from TCU. TCU who? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: number four, those frogs are ripe. They need to what be What are you trying steered? to say?
0: What? Skewer them frogs. Are you wanting to cost the conference a shot at a national championship? As
1: Texas fans, I don't have a lot of love for the Big 12 these days. Uh, There haven't been uh, all that kind. You chose to leave. I didn't. Uh, That would be the folks down in Austin who chose to leave. They chose to leave. And uh, those of us who unfortunately are fans have to live with the fact that A, they're holding them hostage for money, and two, not always being uh, particularly nice to them in the way uh, games are being done these days. So
0: you're you're rooting for the frogs? No, no. i be
1: rooting for the Longhorns, and uh, I hope the new money frogs will uh, uh, be hurting and head on back north.
0: They're the Cinderella story right now in this. Uh... What do you
1: mean, Cinderella. They're the
0: Cinderella. They're Have not as the- the rivalry? George. No, I'm not talking about in the rivalry. I'm talking about in the playoff. They're the Cinderella team trying to get into that Final Four. I love Cinderella. Who doesn't love Cinderella? You and Cinderella have a good time. We're going to try to have a good time at the expense of the Horns. Yes. Go Frogs. Ribbit. Uh, Let's see. Texas A&M has uh, a road trip at Auburn.
1: Boy, surely they can get off the skid. Five-game losing streak. Uh, I'm going to say gig them, but uh, fortunately Auburn is in disarray. (laughs) I think that's the only thing uh, they have got... I really thought uh, Coach King's kid played well in the first half yeah, of the day, and then they started sending everything but the kitchen sink at him in the second half. And yeah,
0: Florida decided they weren't going to lose that game. Yeah. This is a tough place. I'm
1: gonna for the uh, – I think the other kid will be back at quarterback. He had the flu last yeah, week. Yeah, so. I think
0: Haynes is back on the bench this yeah, week. Which I, if, if Haynes isn't playing, I'm not jazzed by the Yankees. Yeah. So I think I'm okay with – Sticking the Aggies with his tailbone. Tigers fan, a
1: War Eagle fan, yeah,
0: something like that. Nah, a whole lot, but a little bit. Uh, Arkansas has a game with now number seven LSU.
1: I'm rooting for the upset. I think this is. I've said all along this year, Arkansas needs to put LSU down. They yes, you need did. To uh, this is the game I've been waiting for. I hate that LSU's back up and. Gaining power again, they're like a hurricane, turning yes, out, coming there right back in the Gulf. And, hurricane uh, Kelly. They uh, they are, and I hope that uh, they take the wind out of them see, this weekend.
0: If the if the Tigers lose, then Bama's back in that. Uh, Western oh yeah, you're There you go. Back. Woo pig, Suey. There this you go. Hey, Get Nick back in, board. in there. Yes. Uh, I tell you what. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? kansas state baylor no 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 excuse me a uh, kansas texas tech that's really the one i want to do
1: yeah well everybody knows i have allegiance to tech now because of my daughter and uh, while you talk about a real cinderella yes kansas is a real cinderella no question uh, this is a tcu team that gary patterson built to be a consistent contender and now Sonny Dykes has inherited it and taking it back near the top again so yes kansas is a real cinderella go tech
0: that's hateful, I'm all about Dorothy in Kansas. Love Cinderella. Okay, I, I like tech normally, and my son in law is a tech guy, yeah. but i, I this you're is Cinderella. Son in law, because this he's, is Cinderella again. You're
1: hating on your son in law this week because he's headed oh, to no. uh, he's a, cowboy he's a, a, a
0: cowboy. Cowboy. yeah, no, he that's right. It, that, just because of that, it has to be Kansas. We'll throw one more up before we're out of here. Washita Henderson, 95th Battle of the Ravine.
1: Well, T.J. Cole uh, is having a phenomenal year. I had a bunch of former students who went to Henderson who I'm big fans of, but I hope T.J. Cole finishes off uh, another big season. I I think T.J. is about to maybe show up in the sixth or seventh round somewhere.
0: I'm thinking the same thing. 10-0 Washita. They already won the conference title last week, trying to go for six in a row against the Reddies, and uh, we're all about uh, go Washita. Go T.J. All right, we're done for today. No show tomorrow. Back here Monday afternoon. We'll do it again. Until then, have a great weekend. Enjoy, uh, enjoy high school football. We got by district playoff stuff starting here on the radio station tomorrow. Both Liberty Islo and Texas High will be on the air on our family of stations, including Texas High right here on 107.9 The Fan.
2: Wingstop now has three locations: 4501 North State Line, Suite 106, 2700 Richmond Road, and 4444 West Seventh Street. Wingstop, hot wings. This-